0: You're now listening to the 2019 McPherson City Commission Candidate Forum for the American Legion Building in McPherson. Tonight we will hear from the candidates running for Commissioner of Streets and Utilities in McPherson as well as the Commissioner of Public Lands and Facilities. Running for Commissioner of Streets and Utilities are Ann Hassler-Heidel, Richard Keim, and Larry Weens. And running for Commissioner of Public Lands and Facilities are Gary Mell and Michael Yates. Our McPherson Candidate Forums are brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union in McPherson, Hedlin Electric, Farmers Alliance Mutual Insurance Company, and TTI Electrical Services. We'll now go live to the American Legion building for the first of two candidate forums this fall.
1: Good evening, and welcome to the candidates' forum for the upcoming city commission elections. I'm Dan Hervey, chairman of the Business and Membership Committee of the Chamber of Commerce. I thank you for attending this forum, and thank you to KBBE Radio for turning this broadcast live for those unable to attend. The Chamber of Commerce is not a political action committee, nor does it endorse candidates in elections. We have been hosting these forums for many years as a service to allow candidates seeking public office to express their views openly so community members can understand their
0: positions
1: and make informed voting choices. The candidates have already received this information But for the benefit of the listening audience, I will briefly explain the procedures. The candidates drew numbers to determine speaking order and will rotate with each question, so no candidate has to answer first every time. The candidates have not been given questions prior to the forums. Each candidate has three minutes for opening statements to share about themselves and their reasons for seeking office. As each question is presented, each candidate will have one minute to answer. Our timekeeper will show the remaining time and if necessary, will stop a candidate in mid-sentence. This is a forum, not a debate. Therefore, questions from the audience will be submitted to the AM the, the, the Committee. In writing and screen for duplication, appropriateness, it must be applicable to all candidates. Candidates may choose to stay and visit with the public after the forum, but it will be their choice. Do any of the candidates have questions concerning these procedures? Seeing no questions, we will begin with our first opening statement by Mr. Larry Weems. Good evening. My name is
2: Larry Weems. I'm a candidate for city commission over public works. Thanks to the chamber and the American Legion for the opportunity to share some thoughts with the citizens of McPherson. My qualifications go back over 30 years as a service warranty manager, issuing warranty on different issues and working with large companies and being on the commission for four years. I've always tried to keep an open mind with any idea that is passed down to me. One reason for seeking the office is that citizens are are represented and make sure that their tax dollars are used and used wisely. Doing so increases industrial growth, housing, schools, and small businesses. I feel like I'm a good listener, and any idea presented to me will be considered. I've made it a personal rule to never leave a job until it's complete and always follow through, regardless of the outcome. When I go to different places and people come to me and say, you're from McPherson, yes. They say, what a nice town. How do you get the small businesses and all the industry to come to McPherson? Well, there's a lot of different answers for that. And then they turn around and say, Well, what about all the sports teams that you have? We never see anybody at the bottom of the list when McPherson. McPherson's always on top. And that just makes me want to work that much harder for the city, citizens of McPherson. Now, I realize that we have a lot of streets, sidewalks, storm drain projects, and so on going on. And the good news is that when they're complete, it's going to be nice. The bad news is that as a general term, most of those projects will not be complete until next fall. Thank you to the citizens that attended this meeting tonight. And I hope that you get out and vote November 5. Thank you.
1: Our next speaker will be Mrs. Ann Idle.
3: Hi, and I want to thank the uh, Chamber of Commerce for inviting me here today and for everyone that came out. Uh, my name is Anne Heidel, and I moved here in 2006 with my family. Uh, my husband was a public works director before he moved on to a different job. I ended up staying in McPherson because I, I love the town and I love raising my family here. So um, right out of college, my first job was working for an engineering firm writing technical manuals. So I have firsthand experience working with engineers uh, having been married to one, married to another. (laughs) So I know that a lot of times they see things in black and white. And I think the role of their supervisor within the city will be to help ease transitions between them and the community that sometimes, um, creates hurt feelings and, you know, whenever you're redoing someone's sidewalks or streets, it always involves somebody's property and you want to be conscientious, um, of the human factor in that. my first job here in McPherson was working for the Sentinel as a reporter and then I became editor and kind of turned things around and then I had opportunity to go to work for the city as the convention and visitors Bureau director. While I was there, I created programs like uh, movies in the park and the mural program. Uh, I didn't do it by myself. I had a lot of help, but um, I had a good board and I, I put ideas forward and fortunately the mayor and other people were supportive of it. So. That's what I think it takes in McPherson. It takes a lot of teamwork and it takes a lot of working across lines with different organizations. And I think I have experience doing that. Um, After the Convention and Visitors Bureau, I went to uh, I started my own newspaper, McPherson Weekly News, because I felt like local news coverage was a little lacking. So no no offense, (laughs) Jim. but I wanted people to know what's going on within their city. And I think that since we started the newspaper, things have become a lot more transparent, at least in city government. I know they now broadcast things and and I'm happy to see that happen. I think everyone needs to be informed about what's going on within their city. Um, I think um, my dedication to the city can be seen in many places around town. I've dedicated my time here to making it a better community for everyone. And I would be, Happy to represent you on the McPherson City Commission. I want to point out that somebody asked me if I was the first woman to run for City Commission, and I'm, I know I'm not, because Susan McVicker right over here ran about 10 years ago. So thank you.
1: Our, our next
4: speaker is Mr. Richard Kime. Good evening. I can't. I was expecting a bigger crowd. I'm glad you had the opportunity to show up tonight. I'm Richard Kime. I'm running for the. Uh, Commissioner of Public Works, I'd like to make a change in the city. Previously worked for the police department from 1997 till 2018. I just retired last year, so I've been inside the city. I know how it works. I know what changes need to be done. I know there's money spent and wasted on projects on the city that there's no need for them to be done. We need to, the outside of the city looks pretty, but beauty is only skin deep. You get off the main streets and you see how bad some of our city streets are. On my street alone, I got grass growing through the blacktop. That's unacceptable. We're not, we've got plenty of big projects, but if we would have been fixing the little things as they come up, we would not need these big projects. Maintenance, street maintenance is an ever evolving thing. It needs to be done constantly. Not when it gets so bad that you have to make it a major project. I'd like to get that on a routine maintenance situation. When I first started here with the police department in 1997, these streets were immaculate if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure they were done on a yearly basis i'd like to go back to that back to having streets that are nice and smooth That you don't have to worry about this the suspension on your car being torn up when you go down a side street um i don't know what i'd also like to see more transparency in in the city Right now, the agenda is posted on Friday evening. For people that want to attend the city commission meeting Monday, if you need to take off work to do that because it was a topic you were interested in, you could not because you don't know what's on the agenda until Friday evening. I'd like to see it appear on the city website as early as Wednesday to give people that want to attend the time to make plans to attend. I'd like to have a hotline for potholes, an email for potholes, a hotline there where you can Voice your opinion when you can't make it to the city commission meeting. Maybe email account set up so people can get their say in without having to be there. Not everybody has the time to go to every city commission meeting on Monday morning to voice their opinion and if they want to be heard. I'd like to get people a chance to be heard. That's all I have. Our next speaker will be Mr. Gary Mill.
5: Thank you Dan I also want to thank the Chamber and the American Legion for hosting this tonight uh, I always tell people <coughs> excuse me I'm a lifetime resident in McPherson County oh, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, just I'm just there
1: yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. I'm a lifetime resident of McPherson but in actuality I'm not my I'm a six months short of being a lifetime resident my mom moved here. When my dad was serving in the during world war ii we moved here from macomb illinois when i was six months old so i've been here ever since so i think that kind of qualified I me mean, there's not much i could have done in the first six months anyway <laughs> my wife's name is twyla i've been married for 55 years we have been married for 55 years uh i love her more today than i did then and then she just been just been great uh as many of you know i was employed by the mcpherson sentinel during the glory days and uh, Also, our parent company was Gatehouse Media. I retired in 2010 after 45 years of employment with the Sentinel. The last 10 years of those employment, I was publisher. And uh, the last five years of that, I was publisher and also regional manager. Uh, I oversaw daily newspapers in El Dorado, Augusta, Derby, Pratt, Dodge City, Newton, and several small weeklies in central Kansas. So I've had a lot of experience working with a lot of people managing a lot of properties. I managed multi-million dollar budgets, so budgets I'm not afraid of. And uh, it was a very good experience for me while I was there. Shortly after I retired, we did a little traveling, and then a few years after that, I kind of was sitting around one day and I told my wife I've got to have something to do. Uh, Man's got to have some purpose in life. So I happened to see Paul Kotcher on the street one day and asked him if he had anything that I could do, you know, just just part-time. And he says, yeah, I need somebody to take care of the courthouse and the library and around the clubhouse out at the golf course and just be four or five hours a day. Well, it turned into to be eight hours a day, and uh, there was a lot of work to be done, but we got it done, and I worked about 4,000 hours during my tenure during those four years with, with the park department. So I do have some knowledge of how that works and in the position that I'm seeking, I would be over the park department so I know a little bit about what's going on out there. Professional and civic accomplishments. I was past president of my first Aquinas Club. I'm past president of the MAC Advertising Council. I'm past president of the uh, Kansas Press Association. Uh, my wife and I volunteer at Countryside Gardens. You may know where that's at up on Northview Street. Uh, we're the ones that started that program. And uh, Tom Mayor, Tom Brown, has taken it over for several years, but unfortunately gave it back to me this year. And uh, so we're going to be doing it again. Uh, we have it's strictly volunteer work. There's 45 gardens up there. People can come up there and come up, can come up there and grow whatever they want to. I have completed the Case K- Case K-, K State Master Gardener Program, and uh, which has helped me a lot and helped
1: me in my other duties. Our next speaker will be Mr. Michael
6: Yates. You need to hold that microphone right in front of you. Right here. <clears throat> Thank you for this opportunity to uh, so the first chamber of commerce and all the event organizers my name is mike yates i am running for commissioner of public facilities i am a father and a husband and an entrepreneur and a landlord here in mcpherson over the last 10 years i have started eight businesses here in mcpherson i've spent over 1.2 million dollars with local contractors updating and renovating six different businesses downtown I would like to spend the rest of my time talking less about myself and more about my goals if elected as city commissioner my goals are simple and straightforward transparent i'd like to see improved accountability communication and oversight within the city commission it's not to say that there are significant shortfalls with the current city commissioners only that these are areas where i'd like to see tangible improvements made accountability uh, those who know me know that I am pro-business, and I do see the value of awarding tax abatements to local developing industries here in McPherson, but if elected, I would like to see those industries sign contracts that guarantee certain economical milestones be made over the duration of the tax abatement. Currently there is little to no accountability after the initial abatement has been approved. Communication. One area um, that many McPherson citizens discuss often are our repair schedules for our streets. Now oftentimes these schedules are developed and designed in such a way to improve efficiency and reduce the amount of time the total repair takes. But because these plans are often not communicated with the public, there are often a lot of questions why this street over here is being torn up when the street over here is still torn up. So that is an area where we can improve. oversight. When a local business or organization proposes to close three blocks of Main Street, two side streets, two parking garages from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. for an event, it would be prudent if the existing city commissioners would confer with the Chamber or the person Main Street organization or even a few of the dozens of businesses potentially negatively impacted by such a closure before signing off. And That's oversight. Change is difficult. <laughs> Um change can change can be hard. and change involves asking hard questions and having the courage and the integrity to admit when mistakes have been made. I hope that in, during my last ten years in McPherson, I have shown this community who I am, what I'm capable of, and that I can be an instrument of positive change. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now it's time for our first question. And since Mr. Wings and to go first with the opening statements, that means that Mrs. Heidel gets the first question, but you all will be answering the question, you'll listen, and I can repeat it for you when it's your turn. The first question might be a little redundant of your opening statement, but it is what is the number one issue or challenge in your opinion facing the city that you would address if you are elected as the
3: commissioner? Just one. Number one. one. Okay. I actually have four goals but my number one goal I think would be to expand the size of the mixed person city commission from three to five. That was an effort I took on last year with the help of a couple of people passed a petition got a lot of signatures then found out it's not a one petition question it's a two two question petition so we would have had to pass that all over again Um, i think this is something that if it's going to be done right needs to come from the top down but it needs to be put to a vote of the people to see what kind of uh, governing body they want to have i believe it would be more inclusive if there were five positions um think what you could do, the three guys we had, if we had two, two more people up there um, addressing the issues and making McPherson a great place to live. And I think it would maybe give opportunity for somebody uh, to serve that hasn't been able to serve before and increase diversity.
4: Mr. Cohen. I agree with Anne 100%. We need a five-member commission. But because she discussed that in length already, I'm going to say what we need is more street maintenance. We need to be able to have. A point of contact when we have an issue with our streets. It's nice that the street department drives around; they see a pothole. But the people that drive those streets every day see the pothole; they know where it is. Um, I'd like to see more on the regular maintenance, not like I said earlier, not major projects, but regular maintenance. Mr. Mill, um, my number one concern
1: that
4: I have right now. I've
5: attended numerous city commission meetings over the past few months, and also the study sessions. And One of the things that bothers me is is, uh, the number of cost overruns that come through and I don't understand why that is and nobody's explained that to me but it disturbs me that there has been no pushback whatsoever on any of the cost overruns unless there is behind the scenes that I don't know about. these, these contractors bid jobs, and I don't know whether it's the city's fault that they need extra money to get them done. I don't know whether it's engineering. I don't know whether it's the contractor himself. But we seem to be like a cash cow, and they can come in there and ask for money, and we just write the check. Uh, a wise man in business office told me one time that uh, if you watch the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. So I intend to wash panties if I'm elected. And I want to know what's going on, I want to know where those cost overruns are coming from, I want to know whose fault it is, and I will expect them to stand
6: up and pay those expenses.
1: Mr. Yates, same question.
6: I think it's bad practice to agree with your opponent, but I completely agree with everything Gary said. Um, I, I would say that there's there's a little bit larger scope to that, and that's really transparency, not to, Reiterate my opening statement, but if if the City Commission is doing their role and they are transparent With the public, I think you're going to see Accountability follow you're going to have an open line of communication with the city um, to the public They're going to be able to see those cost overruns Um, There's going to be built-in oversight with that um, the, the the city commission meetings, um, the the fact that we we televised those um, and we put those online, that's a that's a fantastic first start. But there's a lot more in that department that we can do to make sure that the public is informed. Um, there's a lot more that we can do to improve the bidding process. There's a lot more that we can do to better serve the community.
1: The microphone is now coming down to Mr. Larry Queens. Well, I've listened to uh,
2: four of them here and I don't uh, necessarily disagree with uh, any of them Uh, but uh, I have to say that if uh, you come to a commission meeting and you go to the study session after the commission meeting that you're going to find that there are a lot of issues that are talked about. There's a lot of issues that uh, are set aside until the next meeting. And uh, transparency, we've done a lot to uh, be transparent. And we have uh, tried, I uh, heard the statement here that we've tried to uh, not have meetings on Monday. We had them on Monday evening. And we did it for the whole month of April. And we had exactly three people attend five meetings. So that's not, uh, we were trying to be more transparent and. And that apparently uh, was not the right answer. So uh, I don't disagree with uh, everything that, that they said. Thank you.
1: Okay, we're ready for question number two. We go to Mr. Cunning. What is your plan to make McPherson more appealing to younger
4: families and minorities? McPherson is a very welcoming town. I'm not originally from here. I moved here in 97, I felt welcome when I when I got here. I think we need more of that. We need more activities for younger people to do. I have I have kids in every level of school in this city and there is nothing really for them to do once they're not in school. My oldest uh, stepson works, the uh, middle stepson, he plays sports, and my youngest daughter, we spend a lot of time in parks together. I think we need more activities for the youth it's great we just spent what over four million dollars for a community building but how is that benefiting the residents in the city of mcpherson i'd like to see more done for the residents the people that actually live here i understand we want to make money by bringing big business in town but i think we need to take care of the residents first and part of that if we were to take care of the people that actually lived here we would have more people moving here right now all the taxes are passed on to the residents we pay higher taxes because we're given tax breaks to bigger corporations that can afford the money. And we're, thank you.
1: Mr. Mill, do you need the question repeated?
4: Would you please? What is your plan
1: to make the person more appealing to younger families and minorities?
5: OK, I think a lot of this probably has to do with, with education. And we're not here to talk about that tonight. So I won't say anything about the, the school. But that's, that's a big part of that. The other part of it is, is, is I'm going to address mostly Park Department issues because that's what I'm most familiar with and that's what I would oversee if I was elected. Uh, I frankly would like to see uh, from the overpass, the uh, railroad out there to the overpass on I-135, uh, it doesn't seem to me like it's been maintained very well. Uh, the grass gets pretty tall and it's, it's not very appealing and that's the front door to our community and I would like to see that uh, improved quite a bit. You go to Swannanoa, I just into places like that. They have beautiful landscaping, and uh, we had no trees, no nothing out there. And I just like to see
6: something done. Thank you, Mr. Yates. You want your question repeated? No, thank okay. you. I've been kind of the poster child for we need more things for young adults um, in this community. Um, my second business that I opened up here was the Village Geek. Um, which is a comic book and game store that we facilitated to have a, have a safe place for youth. Um, my eighth business was McPherson County Makerspace, which is a safe place for youth and young adults to learn and innovate and grow and develop new skills. Um, so, as even before Commissioner, I've already taken on that agenda. Um, but I feel like uh, if actually elected into uh, the, the public facilities role, um, I think the first thing we need to do to, to expand accessibility is improve our passive um, facilities. We need to improve dog parks, we need to improve normal parks, we need to improve bike trails, skateboard parks, uh, basketball courts, and so on. Those those are really the key to um, producing a, a better, more welcoming facility for, for the youth. Thank you. Mr.
1: Weeds, do you want me to repeat the question? Please. What is your plan to make the person more appealing to younger families and minorities? As far as younger, uh, younger
2: families, uh,
1: there's, a lot of, uh, there's
2: a lot of activities. I'm not saying they're necessarily for the younger people, but we have uh, walking paths, we have parks uh, for the youth in town uh, with the community building being complete. Uh, The uh, junior high school has at least for the next 30 days or 45 days to play volleyball in and uh, they want to obviously extend that when it comes to it. We have the uh, tennis courts over at Wall Park that have just uh, got a nice uh, uh, recommendation from the National Tennis Association and I'm probably not going to say this right but they have a uh, they've got like national recognition and they plan on having a lot of uh, tennis matches and so on out there at the uh, tennis courts at Law Park. that's just a few things to go from.
1: business idle. do you need the question repeated
3: no i don't
1: all right you have one minute
3: i would make it more inviting for young families and minorities by supporting the small businesses that provide the entertainment opportunities that we need in this community We do a lot to support industry, and we have very low unemployment, which is good, but it also makes it tougher if you're a small business owner to find employees. Um, Even with my small business, I created three jobs uh, with no incentives, no kickbacks or anything. But I think um, things like what Michael does, the different things that he develops, have given a lot of opportunity. Another thing I would do is I would encourage, if somebody new comes to town, involve them in your organization. Get them to volunteer, tap into their talents and their resources. I know I serve on the boards of the All Schools Day Committee and the McPherson Museum and we're forever planning activities for the community and just trying to keep people entertained and things to do. So that's the two things I would do.
1: Thank you. As you know, a lot of these questions are coming from our audience. Um, We're just screening them for duplicity. Gary, Mr. Bell, the next question you begin, is tax money being spent wisely? If yes, how? If no, how would you improve
5: it? I think, Dan, what I would probably do there is, like I said earlier, is just drill down on some of these expenses to where some of this money's going. And and I just don't see anybody really doing that. We've got a phenomenal city treasurer that, that knows these things for inside out. And uh, I would work closely with her to see how a lot of that happens. But uh, there's just a, a lot of things I would like to see done and some things I don't think are necessary, absolutely necessary, but uh, that's that's probably what I would do, just drill down on expenses that I see coming up and see what we see where we can save some money. Mr.
1: Yates, would you like the question repeated?
6: No, thank you. Um, I would say, um, again, I agree with Gary on this. Um, I, I would say that probably 80, Percent of the purchases and expenses made by the city, I, I would agree on on principle. We do have a lot of cost overages. Uh, we do have a lot of cost overruns. We do have a lot of things that 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 pop out of the uh, the bidding process. Um, so locking down some of that. But I also feel like, um, and Ann hit on this previously a little bit. Um, there is a lack of um, support for small business and local business uh, in, in McPherson, and um, I. I assure you I know that from a personal um, standpoint. Um, We can do better in that department. And I think those are programs that come back in dividends. The more we can invest in local jobs and local markets and local um, facilities, uh, the more that's going to improve our community as a whole. Um, So I think that those, those are the areas where I would say that we need to do more and we can do a better job. Thank you.
1: Mr. Weems, would you like the question repeated? No, thank you. Okay. Uh, looking at the uh,
2: looking at the money that's being spent, uh, I can say that we do get bids. We get bids on tires. We get bids on radios. We get bids on uh, virtually everything that's uh, that's over a thousand dollars, and that's minimum. Uh, a lot of bids are turned in even under a thousand dollars. So uh, when you talk about cost overrun, there's some, uh, there may be some issues there. And when you talk about street department cost overrun, when you find a broken pipe under a street that was not detected and it cost you $17,000 to fix that issue after you find it, it's a little hard not to pay for it and go on down the road
1: this is
3: could you repeat it please
1: the question comes from the audience is tax money being spent wisely if yes how if no how would you improve it
3: i think that varies by the project you're discussing um the price tag for the community buildings seemed to come in a little high i think we could have done that cheaper but there's um other areas where i know we're saving money i uh, i'd like to see city employees um, for their salaries to be looked at. I know there was some adjustments when I was there, but um, these are professionals working hard, and I, I think that's one area we could look at. Um, as far as where would we save money on, on taxes, um, I think we would ask for the industries to pay their fair share in property tax.
4: Mr. Cook. I'm going to agree with Ann. We do need our corporations, our Our bigger corporation in town here do need help pay the fair share. Also, just this recent, our our tax mill levy just went up again this year. If we were balancing our budget, that would not be going up. It would be staying the same or reducing. So we are clearly wasting money. What we're wasting on are things other people that don't live here are benefiting (laughs) from, such as the community building. The nice little welcome to McPherson rocks out by the uh, interstate. I'd like to see more done for the residents that live here in McPherson. They're the ones paying for the taxes. They should be the ones benefiting from them.
1: Okay. the next question will begin with Mr. Gates. Where do you see McPherson in 20 years? And the second part of that, what will you do to guide students in a beneficial direction.
6: Okay, well, um, I think that there are a lot of unique opportunities to this community that can really uh, allow McPherson to shine in the next 20 years. Um, We do have a very unique blend of industry, um, the advantages that we have from BPU. Uh, We have a very healthy and vibrant downtown And I feel like, in a lot of ways, our biggest challenge is going to be continuing to capture the charm and majesty of the community as we continue to grow and expand. What I would do to help youth develop, again, is part of what I've already done in McPherson County Makerspace and creating a facility that can help the youth um, learn new technical skills and engineering skills, which can be an asset for the industry. Uh, the 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 in- industries of McPherson um, so I, I think there's um, potential there also thank you
1: this goes down to mr weeds the question where do you see McPherson in 20 years what will you do to guide students in a beneficial direction well the next 20 years is uh
2: I know one thing that we're gonna, we're gonna have to do right now, and that's get some uh, people to move to McPherson to support the industry that we have, rather than uh, uh, bus people in from basically 60 to 80 miles away to uh, work in the industry. So uh, that would uh, lead me toward uh, housing. We need housing for these people, and if you need housing for them, then you end up with uh, needing more schools and The schools have to be uh, have to be second in line there, and uh, after that, why you you get into infrastructure, and uh, it it becomes a, a, an issue that would be fun to try to attack. That's all I can say.
1: Mrs. Idle.
3: In 20 years, I I don't think you'll recognize McPherson. I think back to what things were like 20 years ago, and there's just there's constantly evolving. Things like automation. There's going to be jobs in 20 years that don't exist now, and we need to work with students to try to train them for what's coming down the pike. I know we work a lot on the uh, college and career. Uh, when I was on the school board, they would could take classes in welding and all sorts of things that would help them get a job in industry, but I'd like to see more than just industry jobs in McPherson. I'd like to see some technology jobs. Um, it, surely with the low electric rates we have, there's some sort of um, business we could bring to town that uh harvests data and and builds up things like that uh i i see it as another challenge is we're going to have to find affordable housing for kids coming out of college i don't know how they're going to be able to afford you know a house here at the current rates um i'm trying to sell a house myself and i've got it marked down as far as i can so um i know i probably paid too much to start with it but that's something we really need to look at
4: mr good affordable housing I work out at Pfizer right now. Mo- a majority of the people I work with either commute in from Salina or Hutchinson. Out of my department, I work I work the evening shift. I should be at work right now. I took time off to come with spend it with you folks. Out of the evening shift, I work with 10 people, three of them, me, me being one of them, live in the city of McPherson. People cannot afford to live here based on what they get paid when they work here. Higher wages and more affordable housing. Mr. Bill. I think I'm going to have to agree a little bit with Ann as much
5: as I hate to because we usually don't agree on anything <laughs> but I, I think I'm tickled to death to see these students back here today and I think we need to have more interaction with small business and students to find out some things some of their skills and talents and and as businesses we can help them do that and Michael I'll put in a plug for him he's certainly starting out with his makerspace program uh, I think that's a big asset to our community but I, I really think that uh, the more interaction we can have with our kids in high school, uh, the better off this community is gonna be. Where do I see it in the next 20 years? Uh, we've grown phenomenally in the last 20, and I see no reason for us to stop now. Uh, this this community has been a, a, an exceptional place, and it's a special place that I'm very glad to be a part of, and I think people in 20 years you'd say the same thing.
1: Thank you. We we'll move back to... Mr. Wings, for the next question. It's a two parter. What aspects or projects do you feel are the most critical when considering street maintenance budgets? What do you feel is the best method for funding the necessary repairs of our streets? Answer as you wish.
2: Well, we have. Uh obviously they have a sales tax that's in place that's going to sunset and uh the citizens of mcpherson have uh, voted to extend that half cent sales tax for another 10 years uh, and when it comes to street uh, repair there's a lot of different things that you can do the streets in mcpherson were uh, underfunded for years uh, we're getting to a point now where when we go out to a street and we want to do a mill and overlay uh, the mill and overlay and the mill breaks down and breaks through and all you get is dirt you don't have any choice but to go back and spend money and rebuild that street so we are having to go in and do a better job of selecting streets to mill and overlay which is uh, it's a big issue and if you have to rebuild the street you just spend about uh, thirty to fifty thousand dollars more
1: on a half-a-city block.
3: Mrs. Could you repeat the question?
1: What aspects or projects do you feel are the most critical in considering street maintenance budgets? What do you feel is the best method for funding the necessary repairs of our streets?
3: I recently started a job in Newton, and Newton's a fairly similar sized town. and I've noticed not every street there has sidewalk. Um, if we want to have a first class city, We, if we want to have a first class city, then it's going to have to come from some sort of property tax. I hate to see sales tax used to fix streets because I feel like that's been used in the past to fix up other areas like the Opera House and, and the special projects that we have, like the water park and the quality of life issues, uh, amenities that we have. So I I believe two of the big projects that they're tackling right now um, around the middle school and up on North Grimes are, are some of the worst. I would like to see the street that goes um, west Euclid that's, it's just a mess going, going west of uh, the funeral parlor over there. but. Um, as far as where's the tax money going to come from, that's a good question. Maybe we need to spread it around a little to everyone that, that does business here.
4: Mr. we're going into our second 10-year half-cent sales tax to fix the city streets. It hasn't worked in the first 10 years, what makes you think it's going to working the second time. say streets used to be a budgeted item. It needs to go back to being a budgeted item the city needs to pay for, not based off what they may receive in the next year on sales tax, but they know they need to spend on it. I think that would that would help improve our streets greatly if it went back to being a budgeted item and it was a, a priority, not something of what do we have left over from our half-cent sales tax that we can fix. Mr. Will?
5: I don't see there's any other choice but it for it to be a budgeted item. I think, think that's what we're going to have to do. And uh, uh, I am convinced that the program that they've got going out on West Kansas with uh, Champlin Street and those areas where the business are being taxed a certain percentage, 2%, I think it is, additional sales tax uh, to get their streets repaired with a 22 year payout. Uh, those numbers may be wrong, but it's close to that. Uh, I think that's a good, good plan, but you can't do it for the residential areas. So it's going to have to be a budgeted uh, item, and, and we'll just have to go from there. I don't see any other way to do it. Mr.
1: Yates.
6: So it, it needs to be a budgeted item, and I'm kind of an idealist, but I think across the board there could be several different small measures that we could take to make this work. Uh, the sales tax has had limited uh, effectiveness in the past and I would be in favor of keeping the sales tax except I would want to make groceries and fuel exempt from that. Uh, that, that ends up hitting the uh, the lower income citizens disproportionately worse um, than, than the rest of us. Um, secondly, I do think that there could be a small property tax adjustment, um, but there could also be some additional abatements for personal residents. Um, in that process and, and look at doing a um, an, a, a property improvement uh, uh, abatement essentially to offset that and then I think thirdly we need to uh, circle back and really look at what we have and haven't done for large industry and if there's any adjustments we can be made to those budgeted items also. Thank you.
1: The next question will go to <laughs> Mrs. Harry Heidel. And you've spoken to this a little bit earlier, but we'll ask the question because everyone needs to speak to it. But three members on the City Commission, power of decision-making can fall in the hands of only two people to make a major decision. Would you be in favor of expanding the City Commission to five or even seven, seven members in the future?
3: Yes, I would be in favor of a five-person commission, but I'd also like to see us go from a city administrator to a city manager council form instead of a commission. I actually just started taking a class in public administration at Wichita State, and the three-person commission started in Galveston, Texas after a hurricane, and they needed to put different people over over rebuilding certain areas. So a lot of people went to the three-person commission, but by the 1960s to 70s, um, a lot of people had gone back to a council form. So. Um, it worked here when it began, but I think it's time we get some diversity and some new voices on the commission.
4: Mr. Gregg. I am all for a five-member commission. Uh, when it came up before I signed a petition for a five-member commission, I don't think it's it's right that the, all major decisions in this city is left up to two people. You, all you need is one, one of your buddies to go along with you on the commission, and you got your way. Uh, the five-member uh, commission would hold him accountable. It would give uh, more diversity. You'd be able to have uh, uh, better thought-provoking discussions over what changes need to be made. It holds, it doesn't give two people the power over a city of 14,000. So I am all for a five-member city commission. Mr. Bill. I'm totally opposed to a
5: five-member commission. Uh, i tell you, I've seen this happen too many times. You get more and more people you put on a committee or, Anything else, the longer it takes to get things done. Right now we're, we can get things run through pretty quickly in an orderly manner. If you get five people on there you're going to stop and argue are and, about things, this and that and other thing. And to me it, it's it's working well the way it is and I'd just like to keep it that way.
1: Right. Mr. Gates?
6: Um, we're public servants. We're running for public service. So I would vote or my my perception would be to put it up to public vote. Um, There there are pros and cons um, to the three versus the five. What a lot of people don't know is on a three-person commission, it takes two people to approve. If you go to a five-person commission, it doesn't take three people to approve, it takes four people to approve. So you do end up getting a lot more stagnation and a lot less momentum on some of those items. Um, yes, it would allow a diversity, but in, and it would allow a little bit more of accountability. But it would re, re, reduce um, some of the um, some of the stuff that we can actually get done. Um, so I, I would say let's put it up to public vote, and and I would be in favor of whatever uh, the majority of the citizens of McPherson want to do. We
1: will pass the mic back to Mr. Williams. Give him an opportunity to answer that question.
2: Going from uh, three to five, well, I I don't agree that we need to go to five. Uh, I get to look at the Salina City Commission, watch them operate. It took them two meetings just to decide who was going to sit on the right hand side of the mayor, and I, I we have never had that issue here in McPherson with three commissioners, and I'm uh, I'm not in favor of it
1: next year. Thank you. We're ready for the next question, and Mr. Kine will be the first to answer. The question is, what role should the city have in improving and expanding housing in the community?
4: That's a good question. Um, I think if the if the residents had tax incentives to make improvements upon their property, or had tax incentives to build more houses, as such as that big businesses get for bringing in or expanding their their shop, then more people would build here. Say you give a, a a contractor a break on building a new house, so he gets to sell it a little cheaper. Does that not help bring in expand housing in the city? So why not uh, extend the contractors, the home builders? uh the same benefits you extend to big business. Mr. Will. Well,
5: I think the city should definitely play a part in it. And I think we have played a big part in it in the last several years. Uh, there's a lot of new housing we have now that we didn't have ten, five, ten years ago. And uh, it will continue to grow. Uh, it, as far as the city, the, the city commission goes, uh, I think we're going to have to have things in place for people to, to build and, and I would like to see that happen. I would also like to see more incentives i uh, i'll just put this plug in for small businesses mr gates
6: um i believe that i am the only individual that has added new residents uh to the downtown district over the last five years um i, I can tell you the yeah, others there's no support for new housing um, if you're doing small scale um What people need to understand is a a tax abatement program for new housing and an incentive for new housing um, doesn't cost the city anything because that would be property that didn't exist prior to, but now we have more citizens living in the community, they're spending their money here, they're walking their dogs here, they're raising their kids here, Um, and and, uh, that is gonna improve the economy. Um, person, I feel like uh, we could do a sliding scale program um, for new housing abatement. What we can do is uh, essentially hit certain economic markers. We can either aim for somebody that can um, produce uh, volume or try to maintain affordable housing. And we can kind of look at a two-pronged approach on something like that. Thank
1: you. Go back to Mr. Weems, give him a chance to answer the question. What role should the city have in improving and expanding housing in the community? Well, one thing that we have, we have
2: incentives for new housing right now. The uh, contractors have an incentive that, uh, I'm not gonna quote the numbers because I'm not real sure of them, but they have a tax incentive, as well as when they move in, I know that they get a $2,000 tax incentive right off the start. We also have uh, some industry that we, we will match what they pay up to four thousand dollars for a new house they put four thousand dollars to that employee and we as a city match that four thousand dollars and a second hand home we do two thousand dollars and two thousand dollars so there's some things in the mill we're always working we're always looking for uh, ways to do things we've got contractors that uh, we work with we give them breaks on on uh, uh, different Buying different property, different land, and stuff like that.
1: Mrs. Heidel.
3: I agree the city has done a good job with incentives for housing, um, to build new housing. But I think we need to address the issue of rental housing in McPherson because it's it's not very affordable and some of the rental places we have. Are not up to code or not someplace you'd want one of your loved ones to live in but I've personally talked to some some people that live in some of the trailer parks in town and they say I'm afraid to complain about my um, landlord because then it'll he'll raise my rent or there'll be a penalty I think we should look at forming some sort of a housing uh, council that has oversight over rentals uh, to make sure to make sure that they're still up to code and uh, someplace that people who receive job offers here at all the industries would want to come live in.
1: Thank you. Pass the mic to Mr. Bell. He gets the next question. Again, the Chamber of Commerce is giving the public the opportunity for input here. So um, the best I can do is ask you what's written. What's Special economic development initiatives should the person be supporting? do you have some other questions, i <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what they meant. I'm um, not sure Everybody looks blank. We'll throw that question out and we'll go to the next question. <laughs> okay mr bell what would you do to address the underlying issues of addiction and mental health care needs in our community
5: well i can say working for the city all of our employees do have to take tests before they're hired so we know pretty much where they're at but i think some i don't know if the city can sponsor some kind of programs or what to Keep drug and drug addiction at the forefront. Uh, I, I just don't know. I haven't studied that and that certainly wouldn't be within my realm of, of government within on, uh, on the commission, but uh, I think we could probably do something in that area.
1: Mike. Mr. Yates.
6: Um, wow. Um, with as much respect as I possibly can say this, I, I really fail to see the relevance of that question as it pertains to the position that I'm running for. Um, I feel like we are part of a team. I feel like uh, if, if elected um, as public servants, we, we should serve as a voice um, in the opportunities that we can. Um, I feel like we should allow ourselves to try to leave open communication with law enforcement, uh, with McPherson Hospital, try to seek out new solutions um but um i think that and this sounds like a goofy answer but i think really just as a community a lot of that it, it, it falls on each one of us individually to speak up and um and, and serve our community
1: okay so Mike is being passed back to mr Weans. i'm going to repeat the question What would you do to address the underlying issue of addiction and mental health care needs in our community? Well, as far as uh, me personally,
2: uh, I'm not that involved in with the city, but I do know that the uh, city administrator and I know that the mayor are on different committees with uh, outside entities and even in town, working with the hospital and uh, working with uh, the, uh, some, people in Newton and so on uh, to uh, support that. So uh, other than that, I, 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 I'm I not that familiar with it.
1: Ms. Idle.
3: As far as mental health issues um, in finding help in McPherson, I know it's a struggle to find um, a qualified therapist or someone. Right now we have actually uh, Prairie View and uh, maybe one other, uh, the name's, client-centered counseling, I believe. But when we lost McPherson Family Life Center, we lost a lot of our, our therapists in town. Um, I know a lot of that once the problem progresses to a stage where the police become involved, um, it taps their resources. They have to babysit people who have are having an episode maybe at the emergency room. So I think we need to look at reinstating, getting someone on the state level to start funding um, mental health centers better instead of pushing that back onto the local government, um, we have, what, two, two facilities in the entire state that uh, accepts people and there's a waiting list? Um, that's, I see that 10 seconds, I just quit. <laughs> that's that's what I would do is try and uh, maybe look for some funding outside of McPherson, maybe with the, the, the uh, drug settlement that just came down. Mr.
4: Kirby, go ahead and repeat the question. Go ahead and repeat the question
1: for me, please. What would you do to address the underlying issue of addiction and mental health care needs in our community?
4: I think McPherson does really well on mental health. I know from experience all the officers get mental health first aid every other year. Uh, they do really well. We have, uh, The city has the support of MCDS and disability supports. We do have Prairie View here in town. As far as the uh, drug addiction, that's a that's a strictly law enforcement issue. I mean, as far as in the, even with uh, prescribed Drugs. There's not really much to be done about that due to HIPAA privacy concerns, um, unless you make an open door policy to where if they seek help, if they come to for the city seeking help, you don't charge them a crime if they're coming to you for help. Other than that, I I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, our hands are pretty tied when it comes to uh, drug addiction, other than enforcing the laws that are there.
6: Okay,
1: that's like Mr. Yates. The next audience question, and you may have addressed part of this in your opening statement. Describe some of the environmental and sustainable initiatives that you will champion as a commissioner. In regards to developing the city over the next 10 years, what do you consider most important? Okay.
6: Well, that's a lot to answer in a minute. Um, I, I am a fan of green energy, um, renewable energy, but I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy with uh, the, the wind farms right now. Um, I don't want to go into lengthy debate on that. Um, I, I, I think that there's a time and a place for it, but I, I don't support the, the level and scope of what they, they're, they're currently, the they're current proposals uh, that were talked about a few months ago. Um, I do feel like we need to, as a community, we need to invest in just like Ann said earlier, not only new jobs but high tech jobs, jobs that don't exist today that will exist in 15 years. We can't wait till 15 years to start tackling those. We need to start training and developing the infrastructure for where we're going now. We can't wait for that, that train to pass us by.
1: Okay, the microphone is being passed down to Mr. Weems. Describe some of the environmental and sustainable initiatives that you will champion as a commissioner In regards to developing the city over the next 10 years. What do you consider most important? Well, when you talk about environmental
2: uh, you get into uh, Not only the wind farm issues you get into uh, You get into cell towers uh, You you can even get into the water and uh, where the water goes and where it's discharged and where it comes in and so on. And the city takes an active role in all of that uh, through a commission. So uh, we know when things like that come into town and we uh, we as a commission deal with it from day to day. We, we talk about it almost every commission meeting or study session in some way or form. Mrs. Idle.
3: I'm not sure if this is what they meant in the question. As far as environmental factors impacting McPherson, we have to look at the stormwater drainage through the center of town that gets bottlenecked right at Iron Horse Road. We need to look at ways to fix that so that there's less flooding, that our insurance rates go down because we're not all in a floodplain. And the best way to do that is in a cooperative agreement with the county to try and um, relieve that bottleneck at Iron Horse Road so that the water flows more freely down um, Turkey Creek and while we do that we just of how that affects property owners around there and i would like to see similar to what the parks has and what the cvb has an advisory board for public works where citizens are more involved in the beginning stages of planning that way we can avoid things like the three lane on north main that had a citizens advisory after the fact so thank you
4: mr culley Go ahead and repeat the question for me again, please. Describe some of the environmental
1: and sustainable initiatives that you will champion as a commissioner.
4: In regards to developing the city over the next 10 years, what do you consider most important? I think that the city made a good first step when they implemented the recycling, recycling program here throughout the city and gave everybody their blue dumpster. That was a good first start. I'd like to see the water and Lakeside and Wall Park cleaned up a little more. Um, just more uh, community involvement, stuff like that, and uh, recycling, getting rid of uh, tr- plastic water bottles, uh, going more to a uh, long-term uh, reusable solution than these disposable throw- one-choose uh, throwaway plastic bottles. Other cities have gotten rid of uh, plastic uh, shopping bags. They outlawed plastic water bottles, and I, this would be a good first step. But I think we just need to continue with our recycling program, put more effort into that. Mr. Bill. Uh, one of my concerns is the
5: trees in McPherson. Uh, we we have one, and I'm going to say, part, part-time arborist in McPherson. And I understand that that's uh, being looked into to where we can have some additional arborists. Somebody's got to take care of these trees and, and uh, or we're not going to have it in, in a few years because disease will take them over and, and they'll they'll definitely die. So'm I'm, I'm a real proponent of, of the environment and taking care of the trees. And I also am concerned about taking our bluegrass back to, to uh, Bermuda grass. Uh, that kind of bothers me quite a bit. I don't understand that why we're going to have brown grass in all in our in our non- irrigated parks for nine months out of the year. Uh, instead of leaving that bluegrass to, to, or fescue to grow in there, but uh, I haven't discussed that
1: with anybody, so I'm not going into detail on that. Okay, we started with black, so it goes back okay. to Mr. Weems. No. Next question, very no, easy, no. straightforward. How do you want? Okay. with you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've gone for an hour, but we've got just. Two or three two more questions, so I think we're gonna run through radio station said they could handle a few extra minutes. How do you want visitors to remember McPherson? How do you what? How do you want visitors to remember McPherson? Well I'd like to
2: uh I'd like to have people remember McPherson as a clean town, a friendly town. A town that they can come in and feel good about walking up and down Main Street, walking into any of the restaurants in town. Uh, they, there's uh, motels to stay in, there's sports to play. Uh, that's how I'd like for people to remember McPherson. Okay, Mrs. Idle?
3: Well, this is an area I dealt with for six years as CVB director, but I think I would like them to remember it fondly because it is a good place to live. When i work at the state fair people are always saying oh i love mcpherson i love your downtown they have a positive impression um i hope they remember us as a, a friendly people um i don't i don't know what more you want to say how they want to remember as fondly i guess
1: <laughs> mr
4: connect how do you want visitors to remember mcpherson i think It's easy to remember McPherson. McPherson is a good town. If it wasn't a good town, I wouldn't continue to live here, as are most of the people that are in here. Sorry, I really don't need this. You probably hear me, but the radio people might want to hear me. (laughs) Um, I love the town of McPherson. That's why I've been here as long as I have. I continue to live here, even though there's nothing uh, keeping me living here. I think all we got to do as residents of McPherson is show people how much we care about this town, and they'll see that it's a town worth caring about. Mr. Will?
5: uh i think i'd like people to remember mcpherson as a safe place it was a safe place to raise their families and uh, uh for housing and uh for the, for the things that we had to offer uh, i've talked to someone the night before this started that said they had a bad impression of mcpherson when they first came in over the interstate and uh, but once they got into town and saw the things that we had to offer that they felt much better about it so uh i hope people like it here i've heard so so many good things uh, from all the times that I worked with all the newspapers around the country and they told me how fortunate I was to be in McPherson because it was a beautiful town and I couldn't do anything but agree with them. So uh, yeah, Mike. Mike,
1: wait. Mr. Yates.
6: McPherson is awesome. <laughs> um, growing up in Marion, um, we would always come over to McPherson um, because you had so much to offer here that we didn't have there. Uh, we would come over and uh, we would go to the shops downtown. I remember going to uh, the the bookshelf. Um, we we love that place. We would go to the different uh, shops downtown. Um, we would go to the movie theater. Um, we would go play in the parks. Uh, we would skateboard in places that weren't allowed. Please don't hold that against me. Um, we we would do all the sorts of things over here that we didn't we didn't have options for. And people, I think, no matter where you are. Yeah, People always say there's nothing to do here. There's nothing for the kids here, but believe me I I grew up in a place There was truly nothing to do. We came to McPherson This was a great clean safe fun community with a lot going on and even then back in high school I knew I wanted to be a part of this community So here I am Thank you.
1: We have another question beginning with Mrs. Heidel. Uh, What current or future projects do you feel are the most important to keep a person attractive to new business, businesses and population to support that growth? Current or new project
3: you said? Current
1: or future projects do you feel are most important to keep a person attractive to new businesses?
3: i think a lot of this if you're trying to bring in new families new businesses is is to have a well-rounded city with good schools good jobs affordable places to live um, that's not just one project that's a big project that you continually work on
4: so. mr Cody, mcpherson has pretty cheap electrical rates that's what draws a lot of businesses here if you want businesses to say here we had the old uh, where DIA Manufacturing is on 81 Bypass, they were bussing people in from Wichita because they can afford to live here. If you b- make affordable housing, more businesses are going to come because you'll have employees that'll that'll be able to work in those new businesses. Mr. Mill, uh,
5: I'd like to see something in the form of some small business incentives. Uh, we do a great job with industry uh, incentives for industry, but we I don't think we do quite enough for small businesses. And after all, they are major employers in our community, and I think we need to do something
6: to help them.
1: Mr. Yates.
6: Yeah, this is this is way too large of a question for one simple, clean, little answer. Um, you have three major sections or sectors of, of city development. You have the residential sector. You have the commercial and small business sector. And you have the industrial sector. I think right now McPherson gets an A plus for our support of the industrial sector. Um, we we've had strong industry. We'll continue to have strong industry. Um, BPU's development and the advantages that it gives the community are are uh, echo that. Um, But I do think that there are areas in both the residential and the commercial and the small business development that we can improve and it right It is a well-balanced Approach we cannot just hammer on one uh, thing and hope that the city develops on the pace and, and growth scale that we would all like to see
1: Mr. Weems gets an opportunity to answer that question while the mic is being passed, what current or future projects do you feel are the most important to keep McPherson attracted to new businesses and population?
2: Well, I think the uh, for young couples moving to McPherson, I think they look at schools, they look at churches, they look at parks, they look at things to do, and obviously they were drawn to McPherson by more probably just the industry that brought them here, whether it was uh, any of the industries the refinery or anybody else for that matter of course they're going to look for affordable housing and we need to have affordable housing that people move to town that, uh, that that can afford to make a down payment on a house
1: thank you we have one last question and we begin with mr kine what solutions do you support in order to resolve the flooding issues
4: I'm sure that's beyond my scope of knowledge right there, and we have people in the city that can do that. I think uh, I'm guessing our underground plumbing just isn't what it should be if we're having flooding issues. So we have, we're having backups in the sewers, we have blocked pipes, or we have undersized pipes. I mean, the better, I don't know what to tell you. Okay,
1: Mr. Mill, what solutions do you support in order to resolve the flooding issues? Well, i tell
5: you, that's where I live on that the north end of town up there, they're, they're digging that ditch from Dillon's all the way over to the high school. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but that is one huge ditch. And it's going to handle a lot of water coming off that those parking lots up there. And to me, all that's going to do is get more water faster down to oil park and, and uh, there's no way to get rid of it on downstream. I think there's a problem south of Iron Horse, and it needs to study on that, but I would like to have the Army Corps of Engineers do a study on that to find out what needs to be done. I know Turkey Creek itself has been an issue in the past, and there is a lot of deadfall in there and a lot of things that could be cleaned out to help that. I'm not in favor of taking all the trees out at all. I wouldn't want that to happen, but I think
6: there's a lot of cleanup that could be done to help alleviate some of that.
1: Mr. Yates.
6: Um, I mean, the reality is that the, the city did meet with hydrologists uh, earlier this year. We, we know the solutions we need to take. Um, the, the concern is the funding. Um, but if you start uh, in the southern part of McPherson at Turkey Creek and you work your way up north, um, those, those drainage problems only tend to compound as you go further north. If you start with a solution up, the, up in the northern part of town, it, it still bottlenecks in the same place. It still um, creates the same problems we had before um we know what we need to do we have 15 action steps to do it the problem is it costs 14 million dollars to do it. um so what we need to do is break those down into manageable steps starting with both a balanced approach of cost and effectiveness and we need to start working our way up the line and make it a priority to make the changes that we can make as we to before we make them. Mr.
1: Get the microphone back what solutions do you support in order to resolve the flooding issues well we have a stormwater utility
2: that uh, is paid by homeowners uh, every month and uh, we collect roughly seventy thousand dollars a month on uh, from homeowners and from businesses and that goes directly to the uh, stormwater yes we do have a big ditch that runs from tractor supply and it's going to run all the way to uh, basically through the high school and so on and uh, those ditches like that are expensive they're something that uh, engineering people have uh, uh, come to us and said this is what needs to happen Uh, and we have worked and are working today with the county and the refinery on iron horse road and getting that cleaned up uh don't know it's not going to happen today or tomorrow but it's going to happen sooner or later the and uh the uh the ditch the turkey creek through the golf course needs to be cleaned out clean the dead trees out we're not cutting any trees down we're just cleaning dead trees out i just want everybody to know that
1: this is
3: I think I addressed this earlier, but this this storm drainage, you know, the problem, you got to go south to north because that's the way water flows the opposite. So um, I think uh, that was good news. But Larry said I didn't know the refinery was on board with taking care of the issues on Iron Horse. Um, I think we need to realize that it's not a quick solution and it's not an issue that people get too excited about until the water's in your basement. So um, we just need to be patient and we need to, uh, um, use the stormwater utility funds that are coming in.
1: Okay. One last thing. We started with you, Richard, so, um, somebody has mentioned who is running for what. We didn't make a distinction because we felt like the city commissioners are all going to sit down and vote whether they're in the park department or the street department. But just for the sake of the listing, probably. Uh, I'm going to point out that the three people, Larry Weans, Mrs. Idle, and Mr. Kime, are running against each other, correct? Yes. Yes. And Mr. Bell and Mr. Yates are running against each other. So one of those two will get the position, and one of the other three will get the position. But as far as the chamber was concerned, when it comes down to nuts and bolts, three of you that's including the mayor, are going to be sitting, making the decisions. So it doesn't matter to us which one. You all were very good at answering questions. We want to thank you. This does conclude our candidates' form for the city commission. And I do want to thank you candidates for your willingness to run for a public office, as I suppose some of you before. Uh, You're opening yourself up to a lot of criticism because there are always two sides to an issue. It doesn't matter which side you take, somebody's going to be chewing on you. Uh, but thank you again for, for running. I want to thank the public for attending and uh, or the listening radio broadcast. Uh, a lot of you folks are out there listening to the radios. We do want to say a special thank you to KDBE Radio for carrying the forum live on air. Thank you to the American Legion for providing the venue for our forum. Also, I would like for the other members of the Business and Membership Committee to please stand, give them a hand for all their help in putting this together tonight. Stand up, please. As a reminder, the Chamber of Commerce will host the candidates' forum for school board candidates two weeks from tonight that will be october the 9th at 7 pm and that will be held at the Kansas municipal utility building out on east avenue a street and again the radio station will broadcast that live but we hope you turn it out Uh, that's school board two weeks from tonight once again thank all of you good night
0: Tonight's 2019 McPherson Candidate Forum was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union in McPherson, Headland Electric, Farmers Alliance Mutual Insurance Company, and TTI Electrical Services. Make sure to join us on Wednesday, October 9th, starting at 7 p.m. at the KMU building, as we will have another candidate forum with the USD Number 418 Board of Education Candidates.